بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد سلمة بن الأكوع رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رجلا أكل عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بشماله فقال كل بيمينك قال لا أستطيع وقال لا استطعت ما منعه إلا الكبر قال فما رفعها إلى فيه رواه مسلم Continuing with the chapter which deals with the prohibition of pride and self-conceit. The narrator of the hadith is Salma bin Akwa radiallahu ta'ala anhu. This hadith passed previously, therefore we won't go into too much of detail. He narrates that once an individual was eating in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, However, he was eating with his left hand. So Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instructed him or advised him, Kul biyaminik, that eat with your right hand. In the previous chapter we discussed the ahadith, that there are certain practices that if we engage in them, then when it comes to partaking of meals, then shaitan will share the meal with us. And this is why we are advised to avoid those practices. Example, if a person has to eat without saying Bismillah, when we find in the ahadith of Rasulullah wasallam, it is mentioned that shaitan partakes the meal with that person. And another such practice we find in this hadith where Rasulullah sees a person eating with his left hand and Nabi Pak advised this person that do not eat with the left hand. In, other, in another hadith we find Rasulullah said لا يأكل أحدكم بشماله ولا يشرب بشماله فإن الشيطان يأكل بشماله ويشرب بشماله Rasulullah said that do not eat with your left hand and do not drink with the left hand. For verily, shaitan eats with the left hand and shaitan drinks with the left hand. So, in this is, we are in fact imitating the practice of shaitan by eating with the left hand. And this mushabahat or imitation is something that in all aspects of our life, from those that are our enemies, in the shaitan lakum aduwan fattakhiduhu aduwa. Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Quran that verily shaitan is your enemy. So treat him as an enemy. So those that are our enemies, whether it be the people of Batil, the Hud, the Nasara, etc., in every aspect of our life, eating, drinking, dressing, etc., Allah's Rasulullah said, Man bi qawmin minhum. That if you will imitate somebody, then Allah Ta'ala will raise you amongst them. So a Muslim in his etiquette, in his demeanor, in his manner, in every aspect of his life, there is always this attempt not to imitate our enemies, not to imitate the enemies of Allah and His Rasul in any aspect of our life. And to have at all times the distinct and the clear-cut demeanor and manner of Islam and the akhlaq and character of Islam. So likewise with eating, 
Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one is the physical and the healthy benefits in eating with the right hand, that even scientifically is established. But obviously our motivation is not science, but our motivation is the advice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the practice of Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Unfortunately, nowadays we find with eating, many people are using fork and knives, using cutlery, etc. As we discussed previously, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where it is mentioned clearly, Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whenever you would eat, la'iqa asabiyahu thalath. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would lick his three fingers. And in the commentary of that, ulama ikram mentioned the middle finger and then the index finger and then the thumb. So if a person has to use cutlery, obviously he is deprived of the benefit of that sunnah. Licking the plate or cleansing the plate with one's fingers, thereafter licking it, that also a person will be deprived of if he has to use cutlery. And likewise in this instance, eating with the left hand. Again, eating is something we do two, three times a day. Some of us even more than three times a day. And if we are not going to bring these sunnas or these practices of Rasulullah sallallahu into our eating, then we are deprived of practicing upon sunnah so many times. And by practicing upon sunnah, what is in essence for many of us something of enjoyment. Most of us are not eating out of necessity. We are eating out of enjoyment. That is a different matter entirely. But if we will practice upon sunnah, then even that which is enjoyment or that which may even be a necessity now becomes ibadat. We will get the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So not only ourselves, this is something that we should advise our children, advise the people at home. We're going in the path of Allah ta'ala in jamaat, etc. We find that one of the principles is the etiquette of eating. This thing is discussed, the dua before eating, whilst eating, after eating, etc., what should be our demeanor and manner. And we find that practically Rasulullah sallallahu has shown us this. Coming back to what we were saying, Nabiya Pak sallallahu said, by eating with the left hand, we are imitating shaitan. Not only imitating shaitan, shaitan is partaking the meal with us. So at all costs we should avoid this. Do not eat with the left hand. Nevertheless, an individual was eating with the left hand in front of Rasulullah sallallahu Nabi sallallahu told him, eat with your right hand. So he said, I do not have the ability to do this. La astati'u. Literal translation, I do not have the ability to do this. However, in this instance, this person said this out of arrogance and pride. As we find in the previous hadith, when Rasulullah was asked as to what is the actual interpretation of pride, he mentioned one aspect of pride that al-kibru batarul haq. That arrogance or pride is the refusal to accept the truth. To turn away from the truth. To not accept the truth. In other words, when somebody, when you are doing something that is wrong, and this is pointed out to you, that listen, what you are doing is wrong, then for you to become musir upon your wrong, to insist upon your wrong, to justify your wrong, we find that in the light of hadith, this is a sign of pride. And this is what was exhibited by this individual. It was not that he couldn't eat with his right hand. He could eat with his right hand. But out of pride or to justify his practice of eating with the left hand, he said, La, I don't have the ability. 
Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was rahmatul was a mercy unto humanity. Every aspect of the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa denotes his rahmat, his sympathy, his mercy, his compassion. However, there were certain instances when Nabi Pak sallallahu made baddua for certain people. And in this case, it was ibrat for the ummat. That this person said, la astatiyu, I don't have the ability. So Nabi sallallahu said, lastata, so you will not have the ability. I don't have the ability, so you will not have the ability. And what was the effect of this? Allah protect us. In fact, Salma bin Akwa mentions why Rasulullah Wasallam said, Lastata, you will not have the ability. He says, Ma mana'ahu illa al-kibr. Nothing stopped this person from accepting the directive of Rasulullah Wasallam besides his pride and his arrogance. Pride and arrogance, boastfulness, as we see, the light of Qur'an and the other hadith that we discussed is totally and completely prohibited in Shariat in Islam. So what was the effect? From that point onwards, Allah Ta'ala paralyzed this person in his right hand. For the rest of his life, he could not raise his right hand. He could not move his right hand. This was the effect of the dua of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And in this is a great Great caution and warning for us. What is the lesson that we have to learn is that never ever justify your wrong. As this is a sign of pride. Rather admit the wrong, admit our weakness. If we don't want to do it, if we don't want to do it, we don't want to change, at least admit our weakness. And ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And make dua to Allah ta'ala, Allah give us the ability to abstain from that wrong or to bring about the change. But don't insist on your wrong and don't try and justify the wrong, rather be humble and admit to one's weakness. An Haritha ibn Wahab radiyallahu ta'ala nuqal, sami'atu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul, ala ukhbirukum bi ahlin nar, kullu utullin jawadin mustakbir, muttafaqun alayhi. Wa taqaddama sharu fi babi da'afatil muslimin. This hadith also Passed in the previous chapter, Babu Dafatil Muslimin, the chapter which dealt with the poor and the weak amongst the believers. Haditha bin Wahab radiallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Should I not inform you of who the residents of hellfire are? By such expressions, who the residents of hellfire are, are meant, what are the actions? that will lead a person to Jahannam. And at all times, obviously, these are actions that we should abstain from. Another interpretation, in other words, majority of the residents of Jahannam, what will their actions be? What will have led them to go towards Jahannam? And we find that there are certain, certain character defects, certain aspects of character that are very, very conducive towards leading a person towards the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we find that in such ahadith, these things are discussed. So at all times, we should be conscious of these things, make dua to Allah ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala give us the ability to stay away from these things. And we should have a microscopic concern in our day-to-day dealing with others that these aspects of these negative aspects of character have not entered our lives. The first of which is mentioned in this hadith is something that 
unfortunately nowadays has become very, very common and prevalent, particularly in our dini circles. You know, dini circles, in fact, some of us, because of lack of munasabat with Quran and Hadith and with the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, many in the circles of deen give a positive leaning or attribute towards this. Rasulullah said, Kullu utul. What is utul? Ulama Ikram mentioned, Yani ghalid, jaf, being of harsh temperament and harsh nature. Particularly, as I mentioned, in the aspects of deen, when somebody is hard, when he is rigid, when he is harsh, when he is temperament, there is absolutely no allowance whatsoever. Many of us, unfortunately, have reached this understanding that that is something commendable. However, if we look in the light of Quran and Hadith, if we look in the light of Sirah, harshness, rigidity, this is something that at all times was never commendable. In fact, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is cautioned in the Quran that لَن فَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ That Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is told in the Quran that if you had to be harsh and you had to be rigid Ghalid means someone who is harsh in his speech, harsh in his temperament. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is cautioned in the Quran that Sahaba, that is the devoted companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَوْ كُنْتَ فَضَّنْ غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَوْ كُنْتَ فَضَّنْ غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْ فَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ That Ya Rasulullah, if you had to be harsh, if you had to be rigid, then the companions, that is the Sahaba Lanfaddu min Hawlik would have run away from you. So particularly one who is in a position of leadership and leadership specifically from the intonation of such warnings in the Quran, etc. We find in the aspects of deen. It is very, very important that we have this tolerance within us. We have this allowance within us. We have what we call soft-naturedness. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, Soft-naturedness would never enter into anything except that it will beautify it. And harshness, rigidity in one's temperament, in one's nature, in one's speech, etc. This is something that will cause something to become ugly. People will not want to come near it. Allah's Rasul the source of all beauty, the epitome of beauty is told that لَوْ كُنْتَ فَضَّنْ غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ If you are to be harsh and rigid, then what would happen? لَنْ فَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ that we've mentioned this before, so I'm not going into detail, but if you look at the expression of Quran, Allah Ta'ala could have said, Laharabu min they could have run away from they'll, they'll run away from you, or they'll leave you, or they'll abandon you. But the Quran uses the word Lan Faddu in What is infidad? Example give maybe a crude example if an, if a bomb has to explode or something harsh has to happen. What will happen? People will start running. They will not just run, they will run helter-skelter, run in such a manner that they won't look back. Sahaba who were prepared to give their lives for Rasulullah sallallahu Allah is telling Nabi sallallahu that if you had to be harsh and you had to be rigid in your heart and in your speech, then not just run away. Sahaba would have run away from you without even looking back. Lanfaddu min hawlik. So we find that this is something at all costs that we should endeavor to avoid. Bring that softness, bring that compassion. 
bring that tolerance in our nature, in our dealing with others, particularly in the lines of deen. Allah is merciful, so don't be, try and become harsh and don't condemn those that are around us. Rather have that tolerance and that softness and that compassion in our demeanor, in our manner. Coming back to the hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, nar. Should I not tell you who the residents of hellfire are? The first of these, Rasulullah sallallahu said, Kullu util, utul. It is those who are harsh in their nature and harsh in their temperament. We run out of time, inshallah, we'll continue to